Welcome back to Explain MD. Today, we're talking about heart attacks. A heart attack happens when an area of the heart stops getting blood flow. And so that part of the heart dies or becomes severely injured. The heart is like every other muscle in the body in that it needs blood to do its job. It has the most rigorous job in the entire body, so it needs constant blood flow because blood carries oxygen and nutrients that will allow the heart muscle itself to keep doing its job. But this can be really confusing for people because most of us think, well, isn't the heart beating blood all the time? Isn't blood always inside of it? So why would the heart ever be low on blood? Well, yes, the heart should always have blood inside of it that it's squeezing out or filling up on. But that blood inside of the heart is not directly for its own enjoyment. No, the goal of the heart is to shoot the blood inside of it out to other parts of the body. The heart has little blood vessels on top of it. These are like the fingers of a hand gripping a football, and those little blood vessels are called coronary arteries. These are the only coronary arteries in the body. So if someone uses those words, now you know exactly what blood vessels in the body they're talking about. The coronary arteries carry the blood that's meant to supply heart muscle simply to allow that muscle to keep doing its job, acting like a pump. So the heart shoots out blood to other parts of the body. That blood goes out of the heart, down the left side of the body, and then into the right side of the body then the right side of the body has to send that blood back up against gravity into the chest where it enters the heart. Then it takes a quick trip through the lungs to pick up oxygen, and then it goes back into the heart to be shot out and to repeat the whole cycle. So this is happening constantly. It should be a nonstop process in order for us to be alive. Now, there is a lot more detail to that process than what I just outlined for you, but that's the basic explanation, and it helps a lot. Now, here's the thing. Some of that oxygenated blood, and that means the blood with fresh oxygen in it, also goes into those tiny little coronary arteries when that blood gets back from the lungs. So that oxygenated blood then helps the heart muscle to do its job, continuing to pump blood out into the rest of the body. Imagine how quickly and continuously and smoothly all of this is happening. All of it is happening right now at this very second. And the next one, and the next one, as long as we are alive. This is what's keeping us alive so that you can walk your dog or be a bad cook or fight with your partner. Life is beautiful. Now, if that blood flow is interrupted, that means part of the heart is not getting blood flow to do its job. Remember, the heart is a giant muscle. It has to be in order to do all of that pumping. If part of that muscle is not getting blood flow, that means it's not getting oxygen and it will immediately weaken, especially because it's a muscle that's working literally every single moment of every single day and it consumes oxygen so quickly. The demand for oxygen and other nutrients in the blood is huge. If that interruption of blood to the musculature of the heart goes on for too long, or it's a complete interruption of blood flow, not even a little bit of blood trickling through, then that part of the heart literally dies. 
If that is a very big or a very important part of the heart that dies off, that means the heart cannot pump blood forward anymore. No blood is going to any other organs of the body and the person dies. This is similar to how when you're working out your biceps lifting weights, for example, you are putting a lot more demand on those muscles than usual. Eventually, our muscles get weak and tired and we can't lift any more weights, so we have to rest. Well, the heart doesn't have an option to rest. It has to keep beating no matter what, otherwise the person will die. So then that means that the blood flow to the heart by the coronary arteries has to be continuous. But if the blood flow to the heart is interrupted for any reason, meaning the coronary arteries are no longer supplying blood for the muscle of the heart to keep doing its job, well, then again, the heart dies and the person dies. This is how heart attacks kill. So you know the final result of a heart attack, but let's talk about a few different ways heart attacks can happen and why some of them are fatal and others are just damaging. So we're talking about the different causes of heart attack. But the question we're actually asking is what would interrupt coronary artery blood flow? The first example is if there is a blockage in the artery. This could be a small blood clot, it could be a small clot of fat, or it could be years of cholesterol buildup along the blood vessels that are finally coming to a complete plug, anything that blocks the flow. Sometimes the blockage is something that gets stuck for a few seconds or minutes and then it gets pushed out of its stuck place. What would push it out of place? The pressure of blood behind it. When that happens, it may cause mild, moderate, or severe damage before it gets pushed out of place by the blood coming up from behind. And that depends on how long it was stuck there. So let's say we're talking about a blood clot. If a blood clot got stuck in place in a coronary artery for a long time, that means there's no blood flow beyond the place where it got stuck, right? So the parts of the heart that rely on that blood flow are not getting it and they're starving for oxygen. So the parts of the heart which are beyond the place where the clot got stuck suffer severe damage. And if that clot stays stuck in place for a long time, it could cause permanent damage to that part of the heart because it didn't get oxygen for so long that that region of the heart actually died. Think about this like a garden hose that you're using to water the grass on a hot day. If the garden hose is completely blocked, let's say a rock gets stuck in it, that means there's no water coming out to the grass. Soon, the grass is going to be starving for that water, and the longer that rock is stuck in place inside of the garden hose, the longer that grass is not getting water, and eventually the grass will die. The heart muscle also cannot survive without blood flow. Sometimes a situation isn't a blood clot. Sometimes it's a gradually worsening blockage. It develops over time, like cholesterol. Cholesterol sticks to the inside of blood vessels, like the nasty goo that builds up on the insides of a garden hose over years and years. Now, after many years of cholesterol layering on top of each other, building up on the sides of the blood vessel, the space available for blood to get through becomes more and more narrow. At some point, the blood vessel gets so clogged up that the amount of blood getting through is minimal, and that is sometimes why people have chest pain, because their heart is starving for oxygen and the damage to the heart hurts. This kind of chest pain often gets worse when people are active because now you're asking the heart to do even more work than usual with not very much blood, and that overuse of the heart hurts too. 
Eventually, the heart simply cannot do what you need it to because you've starved it of blood and oxygen. The damage becomes too severe over time, and one day, the heart becomes so weak that it stops. If the remaining opening of the garden hose is already very narrow, or if the remaining opening of a blood vessel is already very narrow, then all it takes is a tiny little plug, like a minuscule blood clot that normally would not create any problems. All it takes is for that minuscule blood clot to get stuck in place to cut off all of the blood flow. So going back to our analogy with the garden hose, if there is a lot of goo build up inside of the hose along the walls, that means the stream of water will become more narrow and the water won't be flowing as quickly as the grass really hopes. The grass will maybe survive for a while with this kind of low water intake, but not very long, and it definitely won't be as healthy as it should be. Similarly, without a steady and open stream of blood, the muscles of the heart become weak and they shrink, and some very small sections of the heart may even become so damaged that they steadily die, one tiny section at a time, and then eventually larger sections. If the garden hose is already narrowed from the inside due to all of the goop buildup, then all it takes is one tiny little pebble to get stuck inside to completely stop the blood flow. And then again, the grass doesn't get any water at all, and it dies. The last example I'll give is narrowing of blood vessels by vasospasm. That means a spasming of the blood vessel itself. That then makes the blood vessel more narrow. So this basically is like if somebody squeezed part of the garden hose partially shut or even completely shut temporarily while it was running water, this would be interrupting the supply of water to the grass. It would not be a steady, wide open, continuous flow. So why can blood vessels spasm and become more narrow? One frequent reason is drug side effects, not just prescription drugs, but recreational drugs like cocaine. This is why people who use cocaine can get heart attacks. It doesn't matter if they're 24, 54, or 74, cocaine makes a blood vessel spasm and narrow, thereby decreasing blood flow through the coronary arteries. Therefore, it causes ischemia in the heart muscle, and voila, they've got a heart attack. In fact, cocaine doesn't just narrow blood vessels to the heart, it narrows blood vessels all over the body. That means it decreases blood flow and oxygen to organs throughout the body. Like the kidneys, the skin, the intestines, and the brain, they all suffer ischemia. Now this word ischemia, by the way, is just a fancy way of saying lack of blood flow. By way of this logic, cocaine also causes strokes. Although explanations and details are missing in what I've just said, please think about these general concepts. A sudden and complete blockage, a gradual partial blockage that will one day become a complete blockage, or a narrowing of the blood vessel, whether it's a gradual change, or a temporary narrowing of the blood vessel done repeatedly. Now think about if you combine two of these reasons together. Lots of people have buildup of cholesterol in their blood vessels and all it takes is one tiny blood clot to get stuck in those narrowed blood vessels for them to have a heart attack. Lots of people also use cocaine. So if they happen to have a lot of cholesterol buildup in their coronary arteries and the arteries spasm, even just a little tiny bit from cocaine, it may be just enough to cut off or drastically reduce blood supply to the part of the heart and cause instant death. So my point is, all of these processes are not mutually exclusive. One of these is enough to cause a heart attack, but combine more than one of these and the risk goes even higher. Unfortunately, most people do have a combination of these risk factors, and you might argue that it's very lucky if they don't get a heart attack. 
How much heart muscle damage is done and how severe that damage is depends on how long the blockage lasts. If you narrow your garden hose with the buildup of goo material on the inside, or you squeeze it somehow, but you never block it 100%, then some of the grass that is relying on water flow through that hose, some of that grass will survive. But if you block off the hose 100% by lodging a rock inside of it, and you only do that for a couple of days, then you open it up fully. Again, some grass may die in the meanwhile, and some of it will be permanently undernourished, but some of it could be perfectly fine. That's the equivalent of a minor heart attack where the heart muscle is damaged and it is weakened, but it's either not a severe weakening or it's not permanent weakening. In these instances, we're talking about a temporary blockage in the scale of seconds. If you block off the hose 100% with a rock for a month, however, and then you reopen it, chances are the grass won't look good no matter how much water you give it now because it's been too long and the grass has already died. So even though you got the water flowing again, after that month, the damage to the grass cannot be repaired and it won't come back to life. If the blood supply to the heart is cut off too long, then it won't survive and damage to that part of the heart will become permanent. And to circle back to what we were talking about previously, if a big section of the heart or a very important section of the heart is permanently damaged, then the heart cannot continue its function providing blood supply to the rest of the body and the person will not survive. We've reached the end of our episode on heart attacks. However, if you want to learn more or if you have any questions about what we discussed today, please do email us at explainmd22 at gmail.com. Keep listening for our next episode. Sincerely yours, ExplainMD.